Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran. Morning, Alan. How are you? Grand Kira. Yesterday we talked about nutritional elements of food. Today we're going to look at food waste and how small changes can make a big difference. And you've done this in detail. You've analysed this in detail in this week's edition of Irish Country Living. What have you found? Yeah, absolutely, Alan. It's very timely because yesterday was actually International Day of Awareness of food loss and waste. So it's, you know, it's a bit of a focus this week. I mean, it, it, the statistics are actually, like, they are mind-blowing. Like, at the moment, um, it is actually estimated that there's 931 million tonnes of food that's sold to households, retailers and restaurants that goes to waste every year. Um, according to the European Food Information Council, that is responsible, that food waste is responsible for 8 to 10 percent of global greenhouse gas emissions. And this really blew my mind. If food loss and waste were a country, it would be the third largest greenhouse gas emitting country in the world. Wow. Like that is, that's mad, isn't it? It surely is. Does it all boil down to, to two little words, two big words with big meaning, though, uh, portion size? I think that, look, portion size is definitely part of it. There's a lot of things that we can be doing as consumers, but portion size is definitely part of it. Because, look, you know, I was saying in the, I was writing in the article, you know, if you have a bit of leftover curry in a pot, you'll happily freeze that for leftovers for another day. But if there's curry leftover on someone's plate, that goes in the bin. So really, portion sizes is very important. You know, putting out a regular size portion. If someone is hungry in the family, they can go back for more. And also, if you're having people over and you don't know what portion sizes that they, you know, are used to, then it's good to serve it family style because they can take what they want. Um, so food portion is um, a big part of it, yes. Uh, yeah, you've given a very good example and it's a pack of sausages, a 12-pack of sausages. Share it with our listeners, will you? What have you, what have yeah, you discovered about the 12-pack of sausages? But you know now, Alan, this came down to my own guilt as well because we, we'd be guilty of getting a 12-pack of sausages at the weekend and, you know, you might have, you know, you might throw on, you know, six, six on the Saturday morning or something and then mm-hmm. you might be busy on the Sunday and you're there on Tuesday going, God, we never use those last six sausages. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I was like, you know, if, if you are organised enough, those six sausages don't have to go to waste. They can easily be frozen you can use them next weekend but the thing is about those six sausages it's not just six sausages it's not just the sausages themselves that are wasted you need to think more where are those sausages coming from all the resources that are used to produce those sausages including the water the land the energy the labour the capital all that goes to waste when you throw the six sausages in the bin as well. So it's really thinking about the bigger picture. And I think even myself, when I started thinking about the bigger picture, you start going, right, I really need to get more organised on this. I mean, I, I have a funny feeling, not just yours truly, but listeners to this programme this morning will now furtively go looking in their fridges later on today to see if there are six sausages in the back of the fridge or, for that matter, <laughs> some, some out-of-date meat. Because we're all, we're, we're all guilty of that, aren't we? Of leaving stuff in the fridge and forgetting about the, 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 the used before, our best before dates, which we'll get on to now in just a second because this is one of the key areas you'd like to look at. Best before are used by knowing the difference. It's a, it's a huge issue, isn't it? It is a huge issue and look, look, exactly, we're all a bit guilty of it and look, a lot of people might say, sure I know the difference between used by and best before but it's no pop, no harm in revising it. Used by is an, import, is an important term. It is there for the safety of food. Food should not be consumed after that date because it's generally not safe to eat. Look, it applies to the likes of your dairy and your meat. Personal foods um, that are going to go off, you know, they're not safe to eat. 
Right. Best before is a whole different ballgame. That's not a definitive date, as in you cannot consume food after that date. Best before is kind of a guidance term, really, and it refers to the quality of food. If the food is stored correctly, it often can be eaten well after that date. Now, it might not taste its optimum, but it's perfectly safe to eat. And a good example of that is a packet of biscuits. You know, if you open a packet of biscuits um, and you put it in an airtight container, that's perfectly fine to eat, you know, weeks later. Um, Or if you haven't opened it, you know, it can go on for months and months. So it really is knowing the difference. Just if you see a product gone, but after the best before, that doesn't mean that you necessarily throw it out. Right. Uh, Have you any idea what what length of time you do have after the the actual date that's on the tin or on the on the on the on the the box? Uh, If it says best before, is it if you don't freeze it or whatever, is it still two or three weeks or what is it? Have any idea? No. Like I mean, it can go on months and months. It kind of depends on the product. Like you know yourself, biscuits. God, they're resilient. Out. They can last for months and months past the best before. I'd say even years, to be honest. Crisps, I think, are a bit, you know, hit and miss, you know. And it is just literally just taking a taste. As I said, it's not going to be the safety of the food. If you taste it and it's not, it's not great, then right, okay, fair enough, throw it out. Right. But it could be perfectly fine. All right, best before used by. You've explained that very well. Let's move on to the next phase of this now. Plan, plan, plan. Three plans. Plan, plan, plan. Oh, God. Um, you're going to become a total nerd now, right? But as much as I'm bad at the sausages, I do do this, and it does make a difference, right? So it's, it's brilliant. Three quarters of Irish consumers make a shopping list um, every week. But the question is, how detailed is that list? Are you just writing down the usuals? Um, if so, maybe it's time to get a bit focused. So one of the advices that, that we give, and, and I actually started doing this in lockdown, is to make a grid of, you know, the meals that you're planning to have during the week, you know, six dinners that you're planning to have, and only buying the ingredients for those meals. And as I said, I started doing it in lockdown because I was like, I didn't want to be going to the supermarket too much. I didn't want to be forgetting an item and having to run in for one thing when we were all trying to be really careful. But what I found is it actually really helped me with my planning and my budgeting because I wasn't buying things unnecessarily. And I wasn't buying something like the packet, the, the bag of carrots for the sake of it. I was buying just to have them in the fridge. I was buying the bag of carrots because I needed them for a certain meal. Yeah. So if you're sitting down to do the list anyway it might take a bit more planning and it might take a bit more time but it will be beneficial for food for food waste and it will be beneficial for your pocket planning is so important you also want us all now this evening every single one of us to hold an empty the fridge night so let's gather around so, the fridge and hold an empty the fridge night <laughs> so as I said plan for five or six nights right but leave one night free that you don't make a plan for and that's your empty the fridge night right that's generally uh, in our house it's Wednesday night because we do our, our food shopping on the Thursdays generally the night before you do your shopping yeah. and literally it is not having a plan going to the fridge and thinking right what is there I mean great examples are if you've got some eggs throw all the veg into an omelette um, if you've two if you've a tin of chopped tomatoes then you know cut up some carrots and some onions and some mushrooms or whatever you have left over and make a pasta sauce because you'll probably have pasta in the cupboard so it's really kind of your ad hoc night yeah. um, using up what's left over Alright, we want to go back to controlling the portions again because I mentioned that at the start of this chat too the control of the portions is crucial I think it goes back maybe it's to the old Irish way where you could have a plate full of potatoes um, and, and portion size is important so what advice do you give then going back to that topic again of controlling your portions? It's just, I, I suppose 
not overloading your plate. And it, 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 I guess it's going back to even further than that, I suppose, is preparing the meal and, you know, not throwing in a load of extra spuds for the sake of it. I mean, we're all guilty of, like, throwing an extra spud in for the pot. Like, my mother always said that, an extra spud for the pot. Do, but do you really need it? Is it going to be thrown out afterwards? And then again, when you're serving up, it's just not overloading your plate, having, you know, following the, the guidelines in terms of your carbs, and your quarters, you know, your carbs and your meat taking up a quarter of the plate and your veg taking up half the plate. That's healthy eating guidance. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just not. And, and also, I think a big thing as well, Alan, is not having the plate too big. Because if you have a medium-sized plate that looks full of food, you think, right, I'm having a great dinner. But if you have a big, massive plate and it looks sparse, then yeah. people tend to overload that. Great to talk to you, Kira. It's all uh, your food and consumer editor with the Irish Farmers Journalists in this week's edition of the Irish Country Living. But I have to conclude by a, a, a little <laughs> point you mentioned to me. By the wonky carrots. What do you mean by, by that? By the wonky <laughs> carrots, Alan. Uh, very quickly, this was... Um, I was just looking at research that the WWF Driven to Waste campaign did in the UK. And as part of the campaign, UK farmers said about 25% of their carrots were wasted due to cosmetic rejections, i.e. because they don't look like the perfect carrot. And 6 in 10 farmers said that they overproduce because there is pressure to always meet buyer orders. So look, this is a bigger problem in terms of like, you know, retailers need to be more accepting of the, the carrots that don't look perfect and all veg that doesn't look perfect. But we as consumers alternate also need to get more comfortable buying the wanky carrots. They taste the same. They may just look a bit different. Feed it back at your local farmer's markets, in the vegetable shop, even in your supermarket. You know, I'm comfortable eating the wonky carrots and it just means that a huge amount of food that might not look perfect but taste perfect won't go to waste. Well, we conclude by saying tonight in County Wexford it's empty the fridge night and then tomorrow it's buy the wonky, con- uh, buy the wonky carrots Friday. Great to talk to you, Kira. <laughs> Thanks, Alan. Thanks for having me. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views.